Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by trichologist Claire Fulham, chatting all things hair loss. I remember then going, I'm losing a bit more hair, like I could see hair everywhere. It was all over my desk and work everywhere. So I went to my GP, she found five big patches on my scalp, one the size of my fist. So I was like, right, what am I going to do about this? Give me a plan. She just looked me dead in the eye and said, there's nothing you can do. I went on list for dermatologists. She had a cancellation and she very quickly said, yes, you have alopecia areata. As ever available on all podcast platforms. You're listening to the Indo Daily. Today, we bring you an episode from the Irish Independence Big Tech Show. Is Dublin becoming San Francisco? Are the tech companies, with their high salaries and expanding campuses, making it unaffordable for everyone else? And does this make Dublin a blander, less interesting city? I'm Adrian Weckler, the tech editor of the Irish and Sunday Independent. And I've been writing about this for some time. Over the years, I've watched San Francisco transform from a vibrant, diverse, artistic town to something of a monocultural neighborhood of Tesla dealerships and sushi restaurants. Dublin city centre appears to be following suit. In the last affordable areas between the canals, places like Ballybock, East Wall and the North Strand, There's now barely anything to buy for under €350,000 or to rent for under €2,000 a month. Is this right? Is this the way it should be? Or should we be planning to keep cultural diversity in the city? Leonard Hobbs, Director of Trinity College Dublin's Research and Innovation. Do you think we're becoming a bland city uh, like San Francisco because of big companies and tech firms? Um. Hard to say, Adrian. I haven't been in San Francisco for a while myself, but I do recall it being, as you described, when I lived over there uh, some decades ago, a very vibrant, multicultural, colourful city. Um, are we are we going to a city like that? Well, you know, some of what you said is 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 inarguable that the property property prices are of that are of that nature. Um, it it may be an inevitability, perhaps, of of our success as as a as a as a country to be in the world attracting some top you know some amazing companies we're producing the kind of talent where we're enabling the ecosystems that's attracting them here so we're being successful in one thing but i think the question you're asking is a good one are we failing in something else and i think the fact we're asking the question is the place to start uh, so that we're aware uh, that it, we could end up in a place that you've described um, but I just think we need to be careful how we how we design our areas i mean what we, what one could argue that when the ifsc was built and consume that large space that it didn't didn't take that in, into consideration. Um, the Grand Canal Dock area, which is one we're very familiar with in Trinity, we're on Trinity College, where that is at a point now where it's it's been developed, and we're 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 certainly very conscious in Trinity College of anything we do down there that it engages with the community in a meaningful way, um, because that 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 could that could happen. So I don't know. I can't kind of answer your question definitively, but I do think you're asking the right question, and I think that the the, the risk is we could end up there if we don't if we're not conscious of it and we don't make it a, a conscious effort. Uh, to not to push out out of the city all uh, that creativity and diversity and indeed lo- and indeed local people as well you don't want to push them out either you know so that's let's, let's not forget the communities living in the city well exactly claire mccluskey you're an artist who uses richmond road studios in fairview and you live in the inner city area of ballybock 
Do you notice the city changing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, most recently, it, and it's been kind of in the media a lot recently, Richmond Road Studios, we've been essentially after 20 years of occupying that building as being an entity, we've been handed our marching orders from the building. The building has been has gone into receivership and has been taken over. So we're going to be kind of booted out of there pretty soon. Um, the thing with this, I mean, for the last couple of years, as we've sort of seen the the city kind of hollow, the cultural space is sort of hollow out around us. We've been clinging to Richmond Road feeling, how lucky are we that we have this space? Because not only is it space, it's a space that we can actually afford. It's sort of one of the last affordable studios in the city. And now as we're looking at being turned out of there, we don't really know where we're going to go. I was just talking with one of my uh, colleagues yesterday. We're all sort of thinking like, is there anything left in Dublin for us anymore? Can we afford to live there anymore? And don't get me wrong, all of us working in the studios, we all have incredibly active art practices. Most of us also work in other jobs as well. I myself am a part-time lecturer in NCAD and I'm struggling to think of how I'm going to be able to afford or even find another studio after this place closes. So it's a bit bleak out there, I think. Do you know the purpose for which the building that you're currently occupying will be used? Do you have any idea? To be honest, I've no idea. Um, I believe that the landlord um, went into receivership and so now it's owned by a liquidation firm and it, it needs to be sold. Um, I don't believe that it's earmarked for use for it yet, but the land that the property is standing on is super valuable in the kind of, you know, it could probably fetch quite a lot of money. So they're not going to use it for artistic studios. I can't imagine so. I mean, that would be great if if somebody wanted to buy it and set us up in there. It would be amazing. But I, it's really you can see that the sort of the planning cogs of the city are really geared towards things that are you know it, it's not geared towards cultural spaces, which I think is like is such a shame because I'm seeing so many other spaces sort of eroding around us. You know, Block T is is potentially closing down. I've heard Jigsaw, another really vibrant cultural space in this local area, it's gone. It's just becoming harder and harder for spaces to kind of thrive. And it's, yeah, it's getting, it's getting quite uh, exhausting, really, <laughs> thinking of like every corner is being turned away from us, you know. Mark Cullen, you're a director of the Palace Projects Studios in Dublin 8. What does the studio do and how many artists use it? We run a, a building with 18 studios and some of them are, are, are large enough to be shared. So overall, we have about 22 artists and then we have a gallery and a program that we run um, exhibitions of art and music events and um, talks and workshops throughout the year. Um, and we, we cater for emerging practice. And then we also do a survey show of the best of what's happening in Ireland, working with um, different curators every year to do a kind of an annual survey. Um, so that's, um, and we also have um, an eye to Europe and we try to develop projects with uh, partners in, in different cities and different countries of, of, of the EU, you know. Do you live with the fear of that being moved on or closed down or coming under pressure for some other use, like a, you know, a big company or a hotel or something? Um, well, our, our, our current place is, um, is we, we, our, our current place was basically, we have to move out of our current building. We've had it for 10 years. Um, Why is that? 
Well, we had a 10-year lease and we, we, we've extended it for a period. Um, we have an extension, but it's it, it, it's going to be developed at some stage and, you know, it's the landlord's prerogative to do that. Um, so we've had to, to find somewhere else and we were we started looking about seven years ago. We started talking to the likes of DCC, the OPW, um, different avenues of the state and politicians to try and see about a permanent solution for, for, for studios. And it's, it's, it's been very, very hard. Uh, in the last year and a half, like we were having meetings of our subcommittee of the board meeting every Thursday morning at half eight for an hour, just trying to find every possible angle that we could we could we could you know chase down and it was basically like ticking boxes off of all the things that we that are, are not an option for us you know it was uh extraordinarily hard but um we're we're, we're looking at uh we're, we're looking at a new space at the moment and you know again this will be a temporary it would be kind of a meanwhile use so it's it's not a solution it's not like it's not kind of viable for for the longer term and we're like we keep kind of we keep coming back to the basic idea that uh, infrastructure should be bought, should be purchased by the state in order to in order to um, house studios, because we're supported by the Arts Council. We're supported very well by the Arts Council, but the problem is like more and more of our grant is going towards rent, you know, and and that's mm. obviously problematic. And it's it's not like it's going to go down, you know. We got the current building that we we're in. We got it at the pit of the market, so we got a good rate, but. We're looking at prices that are, you know, they're just they're just crazy in relation to what we're, we're we're able to pay and what we're like, you know, mandated to pay by by our funding organisations. So you know, it's 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 really 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 hard. And uh, I guess you were saying that it, maybe it was it's about kind of tech companies coming in, but like we kind of think it's more. It seems to be more. I would say it would be be more threatened by generic hotels, you know. Um, and I think that's 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 the larger threat as opposed to uh well they perhaps they're connected in so far as you have a few giant companies and most of the giant companies who are expanding in Dublin are tech companies if they form a European base here they will have executives flying in from all over the world and that creates a need for accommodation space for them temporary accommodation space it's a huge issue for example when you're recruiting executives into a big company and that feeds the need for hotels. Leonard, what, what's your view on this? I mean, is there a sustainable way of developing Dublin? Trinity, for example, has plans uh, for its own innovation center mm -hmm. yeah. near the Grand Canal. And there's very interesting plans around that. But can we develop Dublin in a sustainable way that respects a little bit more cultural diversity? I, I certainly hope so, Adrian. Um, I mean, one of the reasons that tech companies come to cities is because that's where young people want to live and you know they don't want rich, to live rich young people though rich, rich young people it, lo but it they looks like yeah well 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 you know well paid let's say well paid young people and more, well, more, more, you know rich yeah more, more, more part of them you know um but uh, but what but what you don't want to do is create a city that that's not attractive for them because that becomes self-defeating so so i think and i think in ireland culture is really important i think people kind of get that and it's not just irish people you know it's people coming to live in ireland um maybe more so than you'd have say in, in the, the the example that you that you that you chose earlier um you know maybe maybe we'd be more like berlin you know that we can stay kind of cool 
Um, so you know, maybe we can keep Dublin cool. Maybe that's the logo we need to we need to. Uh, if, if if you know, you hear about cities being weird, maybe Dublin can be cool. But and I, and but, I don't but know. I, I don't. Know the I wonder how, how we. Do that. Yeah, because I wonder how we do that when, for example, we take away a lot of, uh, you know, uh, affordable space and, you know, we create a hotel or or we create a campus. Like Workday, for example, has just announced a thousand jobs in the Grange Gorman area. That's great mm. for those jobs. And in many ways, it's great for the area. But it means that, like, if you want to rent a place in Cabra now, it has just gone from 1,800 quid to 2,300 quid a month. Yeah, I know. And there's, there's actually, it's interesting to watch the phenomena of, of companies now buying property for their people to live in. Mm. You know, that's, 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 by the way, that's something that's happened, that happened, you know, 150 years ago in Valencia Island to come to Kerry when the, the, the Transatlantic Cable Company came in and bought property for people to live in. So it's not new. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a common, it's, it's, it's historical, this, this happens. Uh, that's maybe even more worrying, actually, when, when, that, when, you, when you see those kind of trends. Um, but but I, I guess you know maybe maybe and I and again I can't speak for the companies um, but but maybe there's something the companies can do to 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 address these kind of issues you know mm. because it's in their interest that they do that you know it's in their interest to create a vibrant city it's in their interest to play, to, to create a place where their employees want to live and you know and 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 enjoy themselves well, so maybe maybe there's more they can do now a lot of companies are very good and you know, I won't criticize them they're they're very good in terms of their their CSR programs and they do engage with the community and they do try to do they do try to do things but maybe maybe there's maybe there's some collect more collective thinking there is what is the right thing for them to do when they come into a city in terms of where they spend their their community funds how do they spend them and what do they spend them on because oftentimes they'll be guided by their corporate kind of guidelines what they didn't, you know, in the city in the states, they'll try and do in Dublin. Maybe that doesn't fit, and maybe there's some education there that could be, or some some coaching or help that could be to help to help them to avoid, because it's not in their interest to create the kind of city that you have predicted. Adrian. Well, we we know that, that Google has allocated seventy or eighty apartments in its own new building for workers that don't work for Google. Teachers, right. first responders, right. um, people yeah. who are paid less than their yeah. own workers. So that is a gesture. But what does it say about our city mm -hmm. when we're depending on big companies to actually build accommodation for people who earn less than a hundred thousand euro a year? You know. Yeah, I know. But you know, I, I but I think you're, you're poking at a, a bigger problem, though, Adrian. I mean, that's that's there, there's a property problem in Ireland. You know, well, it's it's, an, it's, it's a related way, problem. It's, it's not it's not just the cities, by the way. It's the entire country. You know, you you and again, I, I do a lot of work with the, with the community in Valencia, which is the furthest point west of Dublin, and you can't buy a property there because people are buying their homes and they're renting them out as Airbnbs for the summer. Sure, so it's, yeah. It's actually it's actually it's 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 a national. Well, it's probably a global problem, actually. Claire. Yeah. No. Just that point is is just so important that it, it does come down to how we prioritize the people living in the cities and i think that the planning the way that the planning situation in dublin is is that it will always prioritize the tourists over the locals it will always prioritize the hotels the kind of the the cultural spaces that you know like the the kind of big brand we're irish kind of cultural stuff that doesn't actually bear much meaning to people living their day-to-day -day lives you know we're not supporting uh rental accommodation we're not supporting even just local community centers as well as the art studio studios as well can you see yourself living in ballybock in 10 years time to be honest probably not you know like i am you know 
in my early 30s you know I'm trying to maybe start a family and on my current situation like I on like could not even think to afford, start affording anything in this area you know so I'm probably thinking of moving to the countryside in a couple of years just and look let's put this into context and be clear Ballybock which is is a, f- a fine historic area but it would have been one of the most affordable areas in all of Dublin I mean yeah. it, it it was up until very recently not exactly a fashionable part of the city and what does it say about the way that we're planning things that someone like you, who is contributing artistically to the city, which is a big part of the reason that people want to come to a city, think that you may not be able to afford to live in the same city in five or 10 years time? I think it just shows that we don't prioritize um, the sort of the cultural activity that people need to do, even the day to day living that people need to do. You know, it's it's a sort of evaluation of different types of labor, maybe something that doesn't draw in like huge money is seen as less important, maybe. But really, uh, and just back to, I think, what Leonard was saying about the opportunity for tech companies uh, to support that. I was thinking about this today before our call, and I was thinking it's not that tech companies are deliberately squeezing people out because I think it is in their interest to have a vibrant city as much as everybody else but more that they're kind of insular and they're sort of autonomous they're sort of doing their own thing they have no um you know they're they don't it's not their job necessarily to plan the cities but in the absence of a of a planning sort of mindset that takes into consideration the lived experiences and the culture that's being made here it's not going to happen so there could be a really good opportunity for tech companies to support that but it needs to come from artist-led spaces specifically with in terms of art making like you need to have a space for artists to define the parameters of their work themselves and um, a lot of the time is what's happening is that uh, institutions will be tendered in to provide the kind of culture take the cultural box when actually it sort of that comes with their own agenda then so you need to provide neutral spaces for artists to come in and do their thing without any kind of obligation to provide for a bigger culture uh, you know organization agenda if that makes mm. sense so. it does it does make sense um mark where do you see the future here do you see art thriving in dublin in 10 years time i think a lot of that will depend on what happens at city council level um in terms of ratifying the next city plan um there's some interesting stuff in it, and if it gets passed, it'll it'll be it could be quite um, it could be quite uh, evolutionary for the city. Like we're talking about um, situations where developers, if they're if they're looking to develop a site that has an artist organisation or a community organisation in it, they'll they'll have to it, it, they'll have to retain the organisations of the same set size or bigger in the new development. So that 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 would safeguard the likes of say the Tivoli Art Centre or the Tivoli Centre that got that got got knocked down and um you know various sort of St Andrew's Lane for instance is another one that got mm. down and that, that wouldn't have had wouldn't have been had it existed inside that framework. So it if 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 that framework gets gets um passed in November it'll be it'll be it'll be really interesting. And they're also talking about um Two percent being allocated towards two percent of developments being allocated towards arts and culture, you know, and mm. community. So that again, if that goes ahead, I mean, there the there's certainly going to be pushback from developers, but it's the first time that's been instated in the citywide in a, in a case where they're actually putting a percentage on it. It had been brought into the last plan, and, and we were part of a, a group of arts organisations that got together to lo- to lobby for this, and you know. Mm. That was six years ago, and, and and arts and community and culture got listed in the plan, but they didn't put a percentage in in, in a citywide situation. But now that 
that is being listed as 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 a, as a number. So that's a that's it, it's hard to argue against that if, in in terms of from a developer's point of view. Who, who may Do you know just- you mentioned you mentioned the Tivoli Theater there. Um, I remember going to the Tivoli years ago, first for things like pantos, then for plays, and then for... Beastie uh, Boys. Beastie Boys, yeah. <laughs> um, I read something recently that today there are only something like 15% of the nightclubs operating in Dublin that were around 25 years ago. I thought to myself, that's an extraordinary thing, isn't it? And it tells you something about how the what Dublin is, or maybe what a city is and what it's becoming. Uh, to go back to my San Francisco analogy, when I was uh, over there last, everything's closed by 10 o'clock. And it's not because of some curfew or anything. It's because they're all at home programming because they got to get up 6.30 the next day or they have to watch Battlestar Galactica, you know? Um, I, Leonard, if I can just come to you <laughs> on that point. Um <laughs> Isn't the basic problem here to do with money as well, in that if you work for Google, Meta, TikTok, Twitter, Salesforce, LinkedIn, Microsoft, or any of the other big companies that are increasingly taking over the available commercial space in Dublin city centre, the average pay now there goes between about 85 and 120,000 euro per year. Now, if people earning that money, want to live somewhere in Dublin, they're just going to outbid everybody else, aren't they? Well, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it is. As I, said, as I said at the start, Adrian, that, that is unfortunately a, a side effect of our success. Yeah. You know, as I said, we're, we're, we're managing to attract these. I mean, these are great companies and they provide fantastic employment and great training and great opportunities for, for young people. Um, so th- there's the upside. The downside is what you're describing. Um, I, I I don't know how to the solution for that, but 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 I, I wouldn't suggest it's it's to impact the upside. We have to figure out how to how to how to do both. And and um, I, I I do think though that perhaps it's it's something for the companies the companies to address, you know. And and maybe there's just a thought. This might might sustain it. But if there's if there's programs companies can invest in um, to help the city, they will. Um, you know, and um, and oftentimes I said that's kind of leaving it up to the companies, though, isn't it? I mean, no, no, no. I think it's, it's part of a solution. It's not the only. I'm not. I'm not saying companies have to do. It. No, not of course not. And, and they, you know, I'm, I'm not blaming them at all. But but I'm just suggesting that it's it's it, they're part of they're 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 part of the problem. So they need to be part of the solution. Um, but I'm not. But it's it's not straightforward. You know, it's it's not simple. Um, and it's not maybe not sustainable, even if they work to contribute to something, that, which is another issue. Um, but but as I said here at the opener, I think I think you're asking a great question, and and you know I'd love to hear other maybe industry groups' thoughts on it. But and the fact we're looking at it ourselves in, in Trinity and Event we're doing in a few weeks' time about that's the whole inclusion and diversity issue about how do you include the community in the in in for our case looking at the Grand Canal Innovation District, how do you include the community? In this growth, in this success, how do you do that? It's not it's not an easy answer, and lots of cities around the world have got it wrong. Mm. Claire, just a last word from you, if I may. What I worry about is that Dublin's going to become a boring place. I worry that it is going to import elements of uh, San Francisco, and that you're going to walk around, and most of the people will act and dress the same, eat the same food, listen to the same middle of the road music. I, okay, that's a low blow, but really got you, a thing. 
Yeah, it really left a negative impact. <laughs> you get you get what I'm saying. I'm worried about that, but but that's me from the outside, and I'm closer to tech than I am to the artistic community. As an artist, um, is it something you worry about, or am I over extending here? Absolutely, yeah. It's just becoming so much harder to find. Uh, places to yeah to express yourself to to allow the the kind of to allow new things to flourish it's stagnant there is a stagnancy kind of coming coming in with every way which way you turn things are closing down or, or are much harder to sustain and as mark was saying like so much of their energy is going on keeping your head above water trying to find a solution when you know if, imagine if you didn't have that to worry about and you could really just get on with making really amazing work or or, or allowing the city to flourish like yeah, I think we could do so much better. I think we deserve so much better than that. Everybody does, not just art makers. I think something just that I've been really kind of aware of is that like the role that studios in particular play is that, you know, all work needs to be made somewhere. You know, we kind of think of our cultural spaces and the cultural things that Ireland has to offer. And all that started from somebody sitting in a room with just some space to think and space to play. And that's, it all flows out from there. So I think if we start protecting that kind of early source for people then yeah it, it'll start to help immeasurably i'd say and mark a last word from you the message i'm getting from you clearly is that uh you know planning public engagement political engagement political activity is really important here yeah absolutely like um we, we need the support of those players in order to uh you know retain our provision in the, in the city like it's 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 really key and it's becoming obviously uh, as this conversation will show that it's becoming harder and harder to uh keep a foothold so organizations need to support and uh, the best the best thing for the state to do would be to purchase buildings it would be it'd be the long term um it would be a long term solution i would save them in the long run you know so i think that's that needs to be like really kind of driven home like you know mm. Um, there was, there's buildings going at the moment for one and a half million that could ha house 15 studios to, uh, and that's 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 a really good investment there's not a whole lot of money right you know if you go a little bit further out of the city you can get more bang for the book you know in terms of scale um but i think it's it's the it's the it's the um the, it's the, the clever choice you know well look let's let's the, the four of us all come back together in five years time and and see where where we're at hopefully there still will be a, a community here but leonard hobbs director of trinity college dublin's research and innovation uh, claire mccluskey and mark cullen thank you very much for joining us on today's podcast and that's all we have time for this week for me adrian weckler the tech editor of the irish and sunday independent thank you very much for listening and we'll talk to you the same time next week bye-bye